Let's talk NC State. NC State is two-thirds of the way through a gauntlet that I laid down for NC State men's basketball. There, there, there was a uh, – not long ago, two games ago, going into to the beginning of this homestand, starting with Miami, uh, I looked at NC State and I said, you have to win three games to re-ante up. Right? The way we described it is they went busto at the poker table. They had to make the long, embarrassing walk over to the ATM, get, get some cash, come back over, and buy in. And, and that walk and that, that ATM trip were the three home games. Right, They played Miami, they played Georgia Tech, and now on Wednesday they play Pitt all at home. If you win those three, you're back at the table. If you win those three, you are back at the at the table. That's not to say you're up. That's not to say you're winning. That's not to say you got big chip stacks and you can start bullying people. It's just to say you're back in the game. They're two-thirds of the way through. They beat Miami and they beat Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech coming off a, a big win over UNC, so they were riding high. Here's the head coach of NC State, Kevin Keats, on what ignited the team's burst of energy to get that win against Georgia Tech. Well, you know, I, I thought it was the defensive end. You know, we got stingy, and we started, you know, sitting down and we started guarding. You know, we got some turnovers. We were able to get into our press, and once we got into our press, I thought it affected the game. Uh, you know, at halftime, we talked about it. They were going more one-on-one than anything, and at the end of the day, I think that at, at the first half, they had two assists, and, and we felt like we just didn't guard well enough. And so once we decided to guard, I think things opened up for us. I think I know what the, the difference has been, and, and it's a like a statistical change. I have numbers to point to. I like to back things up with facts. I think I know what the biggest change was for NC State from their three-game losing streak, Virginia Tech, Virginia, like that, that little run, and the two wins. And I'll tell you in a second, but first, let's, let's look at this win specifically. It was a very NC State win. And what I mean by that is, they shot 29% from three. This year, they've found a way a lot of times to win despite not shooting it great from three uh, because of they do one thing very, very, very well. And th- this has been happening from the beginning of the year, and they, they speed wobbled a little bit, right? It got off track, but, but this is their game. They protected the darn basketball. Yep. They turned the ball over just four times, forced 12 turnovers. That's how you're able to shoot less from three. That's how you're able to not be the most efficient offense, but you're getting extra possessions by forcing turnovers, and you're not giving the other team uh, possessions by turning it over yourself. They shot better from the three, or sorry, from the free throw line. They got to the free throw line more often. They made a higher percentage once they got there. That's another way you make up points in the margins. That's what NC State was able to do early in the year when they were stealing wins. They did it again this year. And this year I meant this game, not this year. Been doing it throughout the year. It was a very NC State win, and now the pressure is greatly ratcheted up on Wednesday against Pitt to complete the re-up, right? You've gotten this close. I have to stick by what I said, which is you have to win all three to get me back on your side a little bit, so, so you're almost there. And I think that's true for the committees. I think that's true for the, the the rankers. They're not even also receiving votes in the top 25, but they are back in the top four of the ACC standings. So they're climbing, but to, to get me fully on board, to get me arguing for you, 
you better beat Pitt on Wednesday. Then you go on the road to Wake, and I'll give you kind of that that fresher slate. Then the the Wake game matters. All right, you ready to tell me what, you, what I think the biggest difference is? Let me hear it. Trust. But not just trust in everybody, okay? It's Kevin Keats trusting four specific players. It's Michael O'Connell. Okay. It's Jaden Taylor. And it's the two obvious. DJ Horn and Casey Morsell. Kevin Keats has has basically said, if we're going down, I'm going down with, with those four guys. And they've responded. Those four guys. Notice it's not DJ Burns. As much as I like Mo Diara, it's not Mo Diara. As much as some like the energy that Ben Middlebrooks brings, it's not Ben Middlebrooks. It's the trust of Michael O'Connell, Jaden Taylor, DJ Horn, and Casey Morsell. All four of them in the two wins. Since we started this, you must win games. Uh, all four of them have logged at least 32 minutes in each of the, those two games. In the previous three games, those bad losses, NC State in none of those three games had more than two players with over 32 minutes. So they've had twice as many people playing big minutes. We've talked about it. It's shortening your rotation. It's letting guys play through uh, cold streaks, right? In the first win over Miami, it was Michael O'Connell. Had a couple turnovers early. You left him in there. You let him play big minutes. He came around to lead your team in assists, make some big plays down the stretch. In this one, I think it was Casey Morsell. Casey Morsell went one for seven from three. Last year, one of the best things he brought to your team was three-point shooting. You didn't look at him and say, oh, it's a cold night. It happens, Casey. Let's get Dennis Parker Jr. in there a bunch. You didn't say, oh, it's a cold night. Let's run two bigs out there and, and, and play it that way. No, you said find another way to affect the game, and he did. In the three bad losses, they were trying to, to, to be deep, right? Only our two best are going to play 32 or more minutes. Heck, for the most part, only your two best played more than 30 minutes. In this little two-game winning streak, this must-win winning section, they said, these four guys, you're only going to come off the floor when you need to come off the floor. You're only come off the floor when you're exhausted or in foul trouble. That fifth spot, it'll be a rotation. It'll be Burns, it'll be DR, it'll be Middlebrooks. But other than that, it's these four guys. That's, that's everything. The other thing that's also impressed me in these previous two wins is that they've found good ways to close out games. Mm -hmm. When the other team has tried to deliver a punch to get back in it, NC State ultimately has delivered the knockout punch, whether it's putting together one last run or making free throws. But but think and and yes, that is a great point. And, and matter of fact, let's talk from uh, let's hear from Kevin Keats on closing out the game versus Georgia Tech. Here's a, a soundbite for you from the post game. I thought we closed out great with our free throws. Um, Casey Morsell and I told him we handed him a thousand uh, point ball. He screwed our uh, best um, lowest turnover of the year with that walk on the on the baseline <laughs> yeah, as a veteran guy. Yeah, with a home run nah, pass at the end of the you, game. you don't make up for those things. Oh, okay. You don't make up for those. And no, I'm teasing with you. I thought we played well. We took care of the basketball. Like you mm -hmm. know, you go through an entire game and would have had three and four turnovers. I thought it was good. I thought we had a couple you know breakdowns where we came off three point shooters when all they needed were three-point shots to make to try to get back in the game. I think how you close, and what Graham said is true, and what Kevin Keats just said is true, I think how you close is a product of those guys playing those bigger minutes, right? 
as long as they're in shape enough, as long as they aren't fatigued, they're the ones that are in rhythm, right? They're the ones that that make the smart plays and or, right, you heard him joke about the, the, the travel down there. You can't make up for it, but guess what? When you're in the rhythm of a game, one mistake isn't going to crush your, your your mentals, right? You're going to be able to bounce back because you've made mistakes earlier in the game and you didn't get put on the bench right away. You made mistakes early in the game and you were able to play through them and you came out on the other side. It, it was, uh, who was I? Oh, it was uh, Mario Chalmers. I was listening to Mario Chalmers, uh, who, you know, many remember from Kansas and obviously his time with the Miami Heat, national champion, NBA champion. He talked about with the with the Heat, it used to be a like a one mistake and you're out for everybody that wasn't LeBron, Wade, and Bosch. That's a terrible way to play, right? That's a terrible way to play. And then if you add in like, oh, I made a mistake in the biggest moments, but I'm still confident I'm going to get a chance to make up for it, that's huge. It's trust. It's trust, it's trust, it's trust. And it goes back to what we were talking about all year. You can go back and listen to the, the cons and cons, right, when we do concerns and confidence uh, here on, on the show when we talk about NC State. The rotation has been one of our concerns all year. And it's not because, oh, it's bad to have 10 guys that you can play, nine guys that you can play. It's because game in and game out, it didn't seem like they knew what their roles were going to be. Cam Woods would play 16 minutes and 10 minutes, no minutes the next week. Right, That when you don't know what your rotation is going to be, you don't know what your role is going to be, it's hard to ever get into a rhythm. You don't know if, like, oh, I better make my first three shots or else I'm going to get benched. It's empowering to know you can make a mistake. It's empowering for O'Connell to know he should be aggressive and try to make a great pass, knowing that if it goes poorly, he's going to be able to, to make five great passes later in the game. It's empowering for Jaden Taylor to drive towards the bucket and throw one up crazy. Right, knowing they want him to be aggressive, and if he ends up on his back, to stay focused, stay locked in, make a circus catch, and make the the, the crazy pass. Da 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 da. Which ended up being the number one play on Sports Center. Shout out to NC State for still finding a way to be relevant the day that North Carolina Duke played. Number one, they weren't number two, not on Sports Center top ten. DJ Horn, Casey Morsell, you can miss shots even though you're the guys they depend on to make shots, and it won't be the end of the world. Trust, trust from coach to player is huge. Trust from, and that's every sport, trust from coach to player is huge. If you're a baseball manager and you're looking at a guy struggling on the mound and you go, no, I'm not taking you out. I'm going to trust you to get out of this jam. That pays dividends down the road when they get in high-pressure situations. Quarterback throws an interception. You put him back out there. Pick six, right? So it goes back and you get the ball in the very next play right after the kickoff. Put him out there. What do you do? Throw a pass, right? Show trust. I'd be very surprised if, if on Wednesday against Pitt, as long as they're not hurt, not in foul trouble, and not fatigued, if those four guys, O'Connell, Taylor, Horn, and Morsell, don't play 35 minutes. They should, because that's been the difference. This weekend, Super Bowl week, let's talk a little bit about that. Let's get our, let's get our, our emotions in a row. Let's get them lined up, okay? You're a Panthers fan. Do you want to see Christian McCaffrey? And obviously because they're on the same side, but you can answer this differently. Do you want to see Christian McCaffrey and or Steve Wilkes win the Super Bowl? I say yes. Why? Just because you uh, Christian McCaffrey, you des- I feel like he deserves it. Everything that he went through with the organization and then everything that he did do to try to lead the organization to success. 
Same with Steve Wilkes when you feel like maybe he could have he should have been the front runner to take over as head coach and, and before they hired Frank Wright. You hit on the exact question, right? If you feel like somebody did right by you, even if they're forced somewhere else, they're not chosen. They neither of them like chose to leave. Uh, do you carry an allegiance to them? I have. You may be surprised to hear this. A uh, a multi pronged answer to this one. Uh oh. First of all, and this is one of my. I've been been argued like people have argued against this with me, but it's it's one of my strongest takes. I cannot get behind rooting for them if your team is still alive for the championship. All right, so if the Panthers were not mathematically eliminated for the playoffs, and you're sitting there going like, "I'd like to see Christian McCaffrey win a Super Bowl," I don't get that. Right, when your old friends are actively trying to keep you from reaching your goals, you root against them. That's that's to me sports, right? In, in in sports, it's not life, okay? There can only be one winner, right? There can only be one Super Bowl champion. You have to want that to be you if you're loyal to a team. In life, we can all win, right? I'm big on that, right? I, I don't see someone else's success and go, oh, man, like, and pretend that means I can't be successful. I root for my friends and everyone who works hard and everybody who I respect and everybody who deserves it. I root for everybody to have success. In sports, if you're not on my team, kick rocks. In the sports, obviously. So is it a little bit of an element, let's say, when Tom Brady, if Tom Brady comes back to play the New England Patriots after he went to play for the Buccaneers, you the boo, Patriots you boo, fan. You boo the man if you're a I, Patriots fan. I mean, I'm I'm just in my personality. I'm not really a booer, right? I don't I don't boo often, but I'm not rooting for him, not at all, not even a little bit. Now, once by the way, once they retire, do all you want, right? I'm I'm and I've said this before. I'm anti tribute video. Oh, uh, somebody comes back. Do you want to do you want to like thank them? I'm anti that because, but once they retire. Throw a ceremony, right? Once they retire, bring them back, love up on them, because then they're not actively trying to stop your team from winning. Here's where I think the the Christian McCaffrey and Steve Wilkes question becomes a little bit more interesting. Once your team is eliminated, I open the door a little bit, right? Because you need someone to root for. <laughs> you don't want to watch the Super Bowl and just be an impartial observer. You don't want to watch the NFC Championship game and just have nothing to to do and or say. Right, so if if you're just looking for someone to root for, you can use that type of thing. If you need someone to root for, my advice once it uh, you know March 11th comes around, it, it it could be as low as a couple bucks. Throw a couple dollars on a team and you gamble. Now you have somebody you're rooting for, right? That's that's how you can become a a partial uh, participant, right? Where you have a team. But if you're not going to do that, if you can't do that because it's not legal in your 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 state. Find a guy you like or find a guy who you feel like did right by your favorite team. Root for them. So, yeah, if you're a Panthers fan, I think it's fair to root for Christian McCaffrey and Steve Wilkes in the Super Bowl. That is until it strikes triple zeros. Then next year, they're trying to stop your team from winning. They're trying to get in your team's way. And, by the way, I play fantasy sports, so I know what it feels like to root for one person uh, or uh, the individuals rather than the team. It's more fun to root for the team. It's more fun to have your squad, ride or die.